This episode of the Rotating Tap Podcast is brought to you by Epic Brewing Company. These guys make incredible beers, and they're known for a lot of different things. They make a whole gamut of things like Pilsners to IPAs to, I mean, basically any style you can think of. But two of the things that I think they don't get enough credit for are their Imperial Stouts, like their Big Bad Baptist series, and some of their sours that they age in fooders and in barrels, uh, like their Brainless series, which is actually how I got to know them in the first place. I think it was Brainless on Peaches was the first beer that I ever had from them. But these guys don't get enough love for doing really amazing stuff with barrel aging, imperial beers, uh, and because, I mean, they just cover the gamut. They've got hard coconut water. They've got amazing hard seltzer. The regular lineup of beers is fantastic. But lucky you, you can get some of their brainless stuff that they just released in their Denver tap room, like the pink guava sour brainless that's been aged on fooders. That sounds pretty dope. I got to get a bottle of that. And then their Big Bad Baptist series. I mean, it's available most of the year, I think. But right now, they came out with a ton of variants, uh, including the peanut butter Baptist. And then we had uh, we had one the other day on our happy hour that was like literally Mexican cake. It was cinnamon and just tons of deliciousness. Everything was there in balance. It was almost too easy to drink for an Imperial Stout. So Go to Epic Brewing in Denver. You can also stop at their location in Salt Lake City. They have a pretty big distribution network, so you can find a lot of their stuff at liquor stores near you. Uh, Grab some Epic Brewing stuff. You won't be disappointed, and enjoy the show. I think my problem is that I'm just a little bit of a slut when it comes to beer. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderplug, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up, everybody, and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. It was early that time. Right. I did it early. Tried to, still failed. Blowing it. Hey, hi, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Rotating Tap Podcast. I'm hi Corey there. David. I'm Steve Vanderplug. And we drove all the way up to Boulder today, a little bit of a field trip. Actually, I mean, is this still technically Boulder? We are city of Boulder. Okay, because we're just oh, yeah. a little out in the country out here. Yeah, we're in uh, the area of Boulder called Gun Barrel. Uh, but we are Sounds part of the city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, this whole area apparently, uh, from what I've been told, was actually developed because the IBM had um, campus up the street, uh-huh. and so this was all developed uh, to kind of support that. Yeah, this that is. That's sense. not the first time that I've heard of an entire area just become desolate because IBM bailed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. Don't buy an IBM. Yeah, well. This is kind of like the techie, like Silicon Valley area of Boulder, though. Yeah. Um, I think it wanted to be. I I don't know if it is today. Like, at a certain point, maybe that was the vision. Sure. But uh, now uh, I feel like everybody's probably closer into town. I think, like, look at where Google is, right? Well, it's more chic. It's cool. Yeah. Gotta be in a high rise. It's a hot spot, right? Yeah, yeah. Who wants to have their address? You gotta start the next Twitter in a high rise that you can't afford. Yeah. But anyway, we are at Finkel and Garf Brewing Company with Dan. Yes. Dan, say hello. Tell us what you do here. Hey there. Uh, my name is Dan Garfinkel. I am uh, one of the co-founders of Finkel and Garf, and I do just about everything. 
Yeah. Nice. I wear many hats. I got that vibe from like yeah. the emails and just you running around today. You just like got a billion things yeah, going the, on. Yeah, uh, the wearer of many hats. I mean, that's it's kind of what you have to do, right? What's your least favorite hat, janitor? Yeah, I mean, not so much. Right I feel now. like making beer, we're all kind of glorified janitors. Right? Yeah. I mean, we put such an emphasis on just keeping things clean that yeah, um, you know. The beer kind of just makes itself. We just worry about keeping everything clean. So clean, in fact, yeah. that I actually saw you guys fermenting some stuff in the toilets. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, That's no, we, uh, no, that would be terrible. <laughs> we, uh, but, but to be fair, we didn't open the back yeah. of it. So. <laughs> no, to, to actually, uh, the tank least, in the least back. favorite job would be the, uh, we just definitely clean in the bathrooms. Uh, That's the worst job anywhere. It's yeah. the worst job anywhere. And, and you got to do it, and we want to keep the bathrooms clean, obviously. But of course. It's not fun. But the, uh, we, we actually really do stress the cleanliness of back of house mm-hmm. and making sure, you know, first step in making good beer, really good beer, is to make sure everything's clean. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's what we do. And then, obviously, we put a lot of time and energy. And uh, the fun part is coming up with new ideas and figuring out how we're going to make it and what we're going to do that's different or unique and uh, playing with the um, different fruits and uh, grains and uh, yeast that will uh, – make our beers, I think, even better than they already are. Yeah, of course, it's constant improvement, which constant. you need a clean system to do. Exactly. You're like, we're just going to throw a bunch of shit against the wall, exactly. and then, yeah, we'll get to cleaning this yep. thing up later. Yeah. Exactly. So, we don't exactly. care. This, it's a sour stout now. Yeah. You know, right. just, well, I mean, shit, that would be... <laughs> I'm just saying, I've seen so many breweries that do shit like that, where yeah. they, all of a sudden, you'll see something on their board that's sour that shouldn't be, right, and I'm like, like, oh, that's, wait. somebody got screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who made yeah. a mistake there? But then, that's... But it could of, taste awesome. I know, that's the thing, it that's subjective too, right? To like, something really cool. Because sometimes, those sour flavors will get into a beer that, in other styles, you put it there on purpose, so then why now is it a problem, especially with people expanding boundaries of what beer should be? technically oh, right, I mean, like, that, All right that, well. that boundary i mean I, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a boundary these days um i would call like uh the idea of beer as like guidelines yeah um and that's the cool thing about what the, the business and the industry that we're in and those of us in the beer world is that like you're you're working within inside this kind of like malleable framework and you can play um however you want yeah and like for us, that's a that's like a big thing. Every one of our cans actually says "play often" on it. And I, all right, so oh, yeah. I do want to get into this a little bit. We, uh, we, we can get into we'll it. We'll get into two things because I love the logo, and so I got to figure what's like what's the deal with the name Finkel and Garf. So my last name is Garfinkel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Garfinkels in Vale that we have no affiliation with whatsoever. Yeah. Um, is it a brewery or a restaurant? It's a it's a bar restaurant. Have you tried to chase them out of town? No, no, they were here first. We'll, Do you want we'll us to chase them out of town? I mean, it's, it's like uh, somebody's got to take care of things, right? It's Do you just, have a Garfinkel bomber that we yeah. can turn into a Molotov cocktail? <laughs> yeah. and, right? And hit this on the way out of There town. you go. Um, yeah, so they were there, and we, uh, you know, um, just kind of were like, what, uh, what can we do as far as a name? And trying to come up with names in the beer world these days is crazy, right? Like, yeah. Do you guys um, even have to go through TTB approval at this point, or is it is, is the um, stuff phase out so fast so, that they, the government doesn't even notice? Yeah, so well, it depends on what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we uh, don't use what they call fanciful names in uh, in the naming of our beers, so we usually say what it is. Just Some say beers, what it is, yeah. Yeah, so that, that we don't necessarily need to get uh, approval, but it's not the TTB or COLA that's going after us for the name of the beer, 
Uh, it's, it's really just you don't want to step on other breweries' toes, right? Sure. If they came out with right. a beer with that name, like yeah. you don't want to do it. So uh, in that regard, we kind of keep it simple. But uh, as far as the name of the brewery goes, like I said, my last name's Garfinkel. Flipped it on its head and Finkel and Garf. My dad and I started it in 2014. His nickname growing up was Finkel. Mine's been Garf. Mm-hmm. And uh, we is. just kind of yeah. ran with it, right? And I actually give my mom the credit. She uh, yeah. she well, came up with it. It obviously conjures up uh, like a Simon and Garfunkel kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, we get, we get Simon and Garfunkel. We get Finkel, Ray Finkel. Like, <laughs> it's just... It does sound kind of whimsical and yeah. a little Mother Goosey, like, oh, yeah. like a fairy tale kind of Absolutely. thing. Like, and part the of tales it, of Finkel and Garf. Right. <laughs> it's true. And, and part of it, honestly, was like looking at... Uh, we, when we opened originally and we got this thing going, it was, a, it was about uh, bringing a little bit of that whimsy, irreverence, just kind of having a good time to the beer world, which, uh, you know, what was that now, six, almost seven years ago when we were really, more than that, um, coming up with this, it was like, beer can be really fun. Yeah. And it just seemed like it was a little too serious. Mm-hmm. And so that was where we kind of... That's when you're like, let's start a comedy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And so that's where... Well, with the logo and stuff, like, there's yeah. toys in the yeah, logo. Yeah, so... Um, so is this brewery pro-children or anti-children? Uh, or pro-adult children? I, I would say we are, we are pro-adult children. <laughs> um, Good. And, uh, you know, so the toys uh, at the beginning, it's funny you bring them up, because I was, I was actually just talking to my dad about the toys last night. Um, so, in coming up with the whole brand and what we stood for, there's something that we had to acknowledge uh, from kind of like my family's past is that my parents, when I was growing up, were in the toy business. And so I grew up with the toys you see in the crest, and there are things that I was always, myself and my siblings, we were always encouraged to play and explore. and, and um, That's cool. That was just something that kind of reigned true with... What well, part of the did. toy business? Yeah, they were they were a retailer. They, okay, they yeah, sold so they had a store. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Christmas elves making on yeah, the North yeah. Pole. <laughs> yeah, it was me as a child with a hat. Uh, but yeah, we um, like Buddy the Elf too. Right, Buddy the Just, Elf. Yeah. Like, he started a brewery. Started a brewery <laughs> this is yeah. Actually, as American as it fucking yeah. gets. We uh, we sell beer and like spaghetti with, uh, with maple syrup on it. Whatnot. Yeah, but the um, that's the next collab beer that you right. Have, right? Yeah. Like yeah. so, we got this cool slushy sour. Yeah. That's spaghetti and two <laughs> but yeah, we, we basically, that, that was something that was always just part of like our family. And so uh, we put together this crest of images and there's a big wheel, there's a tin robot, uh, wind up car, jack in the box and a frisbee. Yeah, I love it. The, uh, and then we kind of wanted them to stand for something because like what's just images. So the, um, the big wheel was to go places. Uh, the tin robot was stay curious or is stay curious. Uh, uh, wind up car, let it go, jack in the box, surprise yourself, and then the frisbee uh, has kind of become it with play often, as I was saying. It just says it on yeah, yeah, yeah. every can, and I think for me, and I, I mean, I would say maybe, maybe now's a good time to introduce Connor. Yeah! Me and the rest of the team, and I was like, you know, Connor's sitting here next to me. Yeah, Connor, say uh, hello. So Connor, Connor, introduce hello. yourself. Uh, say hello, tell us what you do here. I, I'm the head brewer here. Uh, Almost five years, four and a half years officially. I started as a volunteer and uh, was doing my undergrad at CU and was working across the street. Kept coming in for beers after work. And one day, uh, the tavern manager at the time was like, "Hey, do you want to 
as a college student, I was like, hell yeah. Of course, yeah. sounds perfect. We kept the fridge stocked. I would come home with the case every week, and it was the best thing ever. And two months later, quit my job, and was like, I'm doing beer. And uh, his parents were none too pleased. Yeah. Five yeah. years later, <laughs> yeah. with my mom saying, hey, I, I just spent four years in college, but you know, we're going to make beer. What were you supposed to, so, quote unquote, what were you supposed to I do? I did marketing and entrepreneurship. I was working at a marketing agency. Hated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Are you still time. getting paid in beer? Uh, yes. Beer yeah. and beer you know, only? I prefer to get paid in that's beer. That's that's the number one perk of working at a brewery. When I worked at Harpoon in Boston, they uh, I, I had like the shittiest room in like a seven-person house anyway. So because the basically paying nothing to live in the upstairs landing between all the other rooms, uh, I got to just pay my rent in beer because you'd get beer by like every month. So yeah. I'd just buy like yeah. eight cases of beer for 20 bucks each like go. or something like that. It was like 10 bucks, whatever it happened to be. And that's, there was just mountains of it like yeah. at our place in Boston because it was the same reason. A, a house with seven people, you need a lot of beer. Yeah, well, it's I was just, yeah, it was a rugby beer. house too. So yeah, everybody, after <laughs> after games on Saturday, yeah. everybody was just getting boozed up. It's, uh, we, we uh, I think the coolest thing about Connor coming on is like it's a, true story of like coming in as a volunteer because you love beer learning each element of the process to now being the head brewer connor writes every single recipe nice you know i would say up until now he's probably brewed 95 percent of every single one of the beers that we've made that's pretty sick uh, since he's come on as the head brewer um we did start with a different brewer mike uh, who was with us for what two, two and a half years, three years, three years, yeah, almost three years, uh, and so and and, and I, I give Mike a lot of credit for kind of helping us get to a point where we uh, could really begin to like explore and, and innovate, and then um, he ended up uh, having to go back to Kansas, and uh, at the time Connor was kind of the assistant brewer, and um, what were you, 24, 23? 23. I was going to say 18. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So here uh, he is, he's 23, and I was like, all right, man, you got you got to fill these shoes. Are you ready to do it? And um, I give Connor credit. I mean, he said, yeah, I'm going to step up. And yeah. Now, did you, I mean, but you're saying that, like, you didn't have any brewing experience, like, in college or anything, I, right? I started home brewing in my dorm. Sure. Okay. I kind of realized I could buy all the ingredients for beer, but couldn't buy beer. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to make it in our dorm room. No, no, no. Jake from yeah. Westbound and Down yeah. had the same deal. He was just like, well, we, I, somebody took my fake ID, so I can't buy beer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing in the rules that says I can't buy all the ingredients and then make it myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that's a really cool story, man. Yeah, that's, and that's, just to mention, uh, Connor was not here for the entire time. We did not shun him from speaking the first ten minutes. Of yes, the yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also we, we I just spoke finished, when you're spoken to. Well, we, we just uh, <laughs> we just finished a uh, spinning uh, a beer we're going to be putting out here really soon. It's um, it's a uh, hazy IPA that we aged on uh, fresh Ugandan vanilla beans uh, with this uh, company we collaborated with called the Sweetest Bean. And uh, it's called Vanilla Custard, and it is it's going to be killer. <laughs> is that oh, the yeah. name of the beer, Vanilla Custard? Vanilla Custard, yeah. I do like the fact that you guys are very to the point with the beer names, yeah. especially because so many breweries now, like some of their titles are yeah. poems yeah. and novels, essentially. Going to the supermarket and 
finding a cat on the way, and now you own a cat. <laughs> yep. Ale. Yeah. Yeah. Ale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? And you but still don't know delicious. what kind of beer it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no description on there. That's... Your guys' poems are short and sweet. This yeah. poem, I'd like to get to call this poem Oatmeal Stout. Yep. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I remember drinking all kinds of stuff when I used to live back east, and I'd always wonder what the hell it was. Mm-hmm. And so when we were doing this, it was like, you know, if I like a beer and it's called, I bought a cat on the way to the supermarket, like, I don't know what that is. So when I go out somewhere and they say, well, what beer do you like? What do you like to drink? And you say, oh, you know, I bought a cat on the way to the supermarket. The bartender or the waiter or waitress but people think never, you're cool. But people think people you're cool because you did buy cool. that cat. What's that cat's like, name? like, I want to hang out with that guy. Yeah. Oh so, girl. yeah, we just stuck with, like, let's keep it simple. Tell you what you're drinking. Yeah, that sure. way you know. And if you like it, you can go find it again. Yeah. Where did you live on the East Coast? So I grew up outside D.C. in Northern Virginia. Um, I guess the you know, short and sweet. Yeah, grew up there. Uh, went uh, went to school in Indiana. Went back east uh, in the D.C. area again for about a year, and then moved up to New York. Yeah, because who are the? I mean, who are the big beer influences in the D.C. area? I can't even. Well, at the time when I was there, there really wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a couple that have really made waves since. But honestly, I've never had their beer. Yeah, it's not um, a it's not an, a hotbed no. for craft beer activity I, I, for the most part. Uh, back east, I mean, my go-to is Yingling. Ah, ah yes! No. Here we go. God damn it! I hate Yingling really? so much. Yeah, it's I, like a reoccurring thing that happens uh, on the show. I really? fucking hate yeah. Yingling. Does oh, everybody yeah. say this Yingling? Is a fight. No, it's just no. that like you love it, and I just yeah. I, I just passionately can't stand it. against Yingling. I'm passionately really? anti-Yingling. Yeah. First of all, I'm anti-amber because it's the worst beer style on the planet. (laughs) And then second of all, I just hate how much people, how much nostalgia people have for it. Because anytime I try try it, it's just like a buttery mess. Yeah. Like, it's just not good. That's fair. All right, all right. It's just more fun to hate on it than it is to be like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, fine. So... Aside from that... No, you can stick with it. You don't have to that, pivot that, that because like, of me. That was like... That Coward. Was like, like, you know the, the, the go-to. <laughs> the go-to beer, you know, was the England when you're out about. But if you're going to sit down and enjoy beer, I mean, I drank Trogue, Six Point. Yeah, that's true. Um, Victory yeah, that was, was in that, that neck of the woods. Uh, and too, honestly, right? when I was in New York, I drank a lot of Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah. It's yeah. um, yeah, an easy yeah. go-to. And I was just... Brooklyn Lager was just like... Easy. Yeah. It is kind of crazy how the New York City beer scene in particular took so long to develop. For how big that city is, how many creative people are there, how much warehouse space is there, yeah. it's kind of wild that I know it's popping off right now with people like Threes and Other Half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And There's always been a lot of weird rules in New York, though, that maybe like prevented it. I mean, I, I don't, don't know, know. Maybe. I mean, I also think, I mean, and Honor, you can kind of you can pipe in a second. Connor, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Okay, so you yeah. get it too. Yeah, he, he gets it. Yeah, I, I grew up on. Six Point Victory. Uh, actually, what inspired me to like really start brewing was uh, when I was 18. My brother brought home like one of the first cans of Julius from right. yeah, yeah. going to school up there. I remember it was like, Christmas break, and I was just sitting in, in, on the couch and I cracked it. I was like, smelt it. And just sat there, what the hell is this? And mm-hmm. It was the first beer that you know just blew me away. And at that point, you know, I came out here a year later, and there's nothing out here like that at the time. And I think that's actually what drove me to start brewing is. Like, why can't anything else taste like that? And sure. Yeah. I'm curious and yeah. you want to dive in. And I was like, wait, this is actually really cool. I remember talking to Dean at Treehouse about that one yeah. time. And he was just like, yeah, we just got sick of driving to Hill Farmstead. We don't want to drive any further. Even the New Jersey, Jersey now is kind of blowing up 
as well. You've got uh, Magnify and Kane kind of making waves out there. Yeah, I've heard of those guys, but I, 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 Jersey was another one that it was just yeah. like it seemed so vacant for so long. But I think they had weird laws, honestly, since yeah. like growing up, my town had zero breweries, like nothing. You yeah, yeah. Get, you know, Coors Light and What town? Uh, Pittstown, New Jersey. Like yeah, okay. Midwest Jersey, middle of nowhere, kind of. And all of a sudden, there's, you know, four breweries in our little county alone, and everywhere around it's popping up. And, you know, everyone's trying to, I think, chase some haze, but they're all pretty good. So, you know, it's yeah. nice to see and nice yeah. to get back to. Well, there's, now, now at this point, there's Colorado breweries that are doing it just as well, if oh, not yeah. better than some of those guys, like, back on the East Coast, too. Definitely, I mean, it's cool that it's where it started, but, yeah, it just kind of blows my mind sometimes, like, how... It, the beer scene here has been developed for some time, right? It yeah. might have had a lull or hit a plateau at one point because you could kind of just rest on your laurels. I feel that way mm -hmm. about Oregon and Washington a lot of times, 100%. where I'm like, you have nothing's gotten a lot better. Like it's just kind of been, yeah. it's been good for a long time. But here, I think people really stepped their game up and started doing style, like new innovative styles, new techniques, and then started doing them better than the people that started it. I, I agree, and I, I think Colorado, you know. We've been spoiled for so long out here with such great breweries, and I think, especially with you know the Colorado lifestyle, it's why why settle? You know, you're always on your feet, you're always outdoors in general. So you know the innovation and the drive for people is inherently here, mm -hmm. and I think that's why you see Colorado pushing the limit now. Whereas you know some of these other classic beer states are kind of a little more hesitant to yeah. get into yeah. it. But what do you guys think? Most overrated beer town or state? I'm gonna say Tampa, Tampa Bay. I don't think they're known for a, being a beer town. They've it was basically some, Cigar you know, City. You know Florida's got a the, couple others uh, down there. Uh, they consume more beer than any other state. In they consume more? Yeah. Yeah, it's Florida. Yeah, Florida. what else? Are they it's mostly Bush somewhere. Light. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but they, it's and Mad Dog. And Mad Dog. Right? <laughs> the crazy thing down there is all the, those breweries brew stouts year round. That's degree. disgusting. It's so, like, it's so gross. It just makes no sense. Anytime I see. Anytime I see somebody drinking a stout or a porter during the summer, I'm like, you're a psycho. You had a rough day. You. Like, something happened today. Yeah. <laughs> Any, so, you're Florida. I would, uh, which I, I did. I mean, I'm just like, when I think of like big beer states. I'm going to change it to Chicago. Okay. I'm going to say Chicago. I, is, say uh, Chicago. I, I think Chicago, I was leaning, well, I think we probably might be leaning there for the same reasons. For uh, whom? I was say, similar reasons, but you, know, you got some big breweries out there that gobbled up. Yeah. I, I don't think of a place I want to go. I think geese, geese don't gobble. Yeah, geese don't gobble. <laughs> uh, I was like, Turkey Island? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? The, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I don't necessarily, there's a lot of breweries in Chicago, but I don't think to myself, that's where I want to go to drink great beer. Yeah, it's, yeah. to me, the only, maybe I haven't had enough, but Half Acre is one of my favorites, mm -hmm. hands down. Like any Everything they do from top to bottom, I really love. But for such, again, for such a big city, you'd think that there would just be just more. Yeah. Just more going yeah. on. Yeah. I, I think At least on a quality level, because the number of breweries doesn't mean a damn thing. Right. right? It's true. Yeah. I, I think for me, I have like an inherent hate for Chicago. There's <laughs> <laughs> pizza just kind of. It's well, awesome. Yeah, dude. Well, well, Jersey well, guy. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's a, a little bit more. Man, Thank you. Some respect. It's a castle. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a go-to pizza spot out here? Because I haven't found any good uh, New York-style pizza. Audrey Jane's area. Pizza Garage. Which one? Rosalie's in Longmont. All right, I gotta write this shit down. Uh, there was a spot up in Dillon, Colorado, but that got shut down. Yeah. Rosalie's in Longmont is 
awesome. It turns and, out when you put crack on the pizza, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> Rosalie's might be. I don't understand their business, honestly. Kudos to them, but they're like, it's like they're a hype brewery almost. They have like a 40-minute wait for a pizza pie. Wow. You can't call them and just pick it up. They're like, yeah, what window do you want to pick it up in? We have 7, 8 p.m., and you can order one pizza. We might get like, to you today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they make awesome pizza. And then Audrey Jane's Pizza Garage down in Boulder. Okay. Um, I like how for my show notes, I'm just writing down the yeah. pizza places that you guys are. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I think, yeah, Rosalie's, every time I was up in Longmont doing sales calls or deliveries, I stopped at Rosalie's for a slice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I don't know if they still do. They have the lunch special? Yeah, they do the lunch special still. Yeah. I think it's a little bit weird with uh, everything going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe now's not the time. They're still packed. You go drive by, and people are just waiting out for the cold. Like, yeah. Make a damn good pizza. Waiting for their damn pizza. And their garlic knots are out of control. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good to know. It's seriously, yeah. It's a good selling point. All right, well, let's, uh, I actually have a bunch of shit that I want to talk to you guys about, but let's Life, get into the nitty, sports, gritty, the weather, uh, the show. Uh, let's get to the chug. Chugging! Yeah, yeah, Let's do the chug. Oh, yeah, chug. The chug. <laughs> you guys are brewers. This is part of your day, part of yeah. your deal. It's uh, something to prove, if you will. So just so you guys are aware, we do have a running leaderboard for our chug off. Uh, cracking the top ten is pretty hard these days. Pretty hard. It's pretty difficult. Oh, I, won't, I won't crack the top ten. That's okay. I, but I we appreciate you in ten years. So Connor's over there looking like <laughs> I'm still young, baby. I'm surprised. Yeah, you use a glass. You can shotgun it. However you want to do it. Oh, maybe it's we should have just stood up and shotgun him. I mean, it's too late now. Too late. It's too late now. So as soon as the beer hits your lips, Steve will start the timer. I'll probably provide some color commentary of some sort, and then as soon as you're done, stop it. And then you uh, prepared a joke for today, yes, Dan? Um, I have a joke. I have two jokes. Okay. One that might is totally unrelated to beer. The other one is related. You can tell them both if you um, want. This is your time to shine. I mean. Don't do it yet. Do it after the chug. Do it after the chug? Yeah, so you tell us what do you're we get, drinking. Do we get into, like, we don't get into politics here, do we? We can if you want. I don't necessarily want to. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to. It's I if it's come up. The conversation goes wherever you want it to go. So. I was going to actually tell you, Steve, my, uh, my buddy uh, was telling me about this guy that threw a beer at Trump during one of his uh, speeches. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? No. No, that's all right. Hopefully it was a yingling. No, it was actually a draft, so uh, he dodged it. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, there it is. There you go. Yeah. Well, don't oh. burn all your good stuff now. Yeah. It's co- supposed to come after the chug. After the chug? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll take tell the little off-color jokes. Okay, great. Chug. This is, all right, one, so one, one individually, at one at a time. Yeah, oh, what are we time. drinking? Nice we're drinking time. We're drinking probably our most chuggable beer, maybe? It's usually good. Um, it usually helps. High crushability. Our American Lager. American How's the belchability on it? How burpy do you feel it's, after? it's good. It's, it's high. Um, it's, a- <laughs> it's there. So it's actually a German-style Pilsner, mm-hmm. brewed with all American ingredients, hopped with Liberty. and uh, With Liberty? With Liberty. What does Liberty give you that other hop varieties don't? Because I, I don't see that variety very often, to be honest. It, it has a nice earthy floral uh, note to it. I wouldn't say similar to German Noble Hops, but it's kind of in that same realm where you get those similar flavors, and we really wanted to keep it, you know, 100% American. Not a lot of spice, though, like you get from a size. More on the earthy floral. I'd say floral more than anything, and it's just nice and clean. Not, not too bitter. Not enough going on to take away from the base beer, and that's you know 
what we really wanted to shine. So that's for high crushability. Yeah. High crushability. Tight. Keep it, keep it tasty. Let her rip, boss man. Which one, which one you want? Who's which going one? first? Yeah. Are we? Can't go at the same time. Yeah. I can't time two people that well. Oh. All right, I'll go first. All right. Show them how it's done. Very stoic. Pretty good, pretty like good. a man that has things Take to do. Yeah, oh, but then yeah. he made up for time with the big gulp. He's like the title nice. wave. That's good. I haven't world. seen that strategy before yeah. where you take like three big gulps. You can burp into well. the microphone if you want. Your eyes are watering pretty hard. Do you need a tissue? Nope, I'm good. Okay, great. Whew. All right. Connor, you feel good about it? The hype has been the hype yeah. is real. Yeah. Right. Hold on, though, Dan. Oh, you, got, you got your joke, though. Yeah. Your other joke, your off-color joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just black out right what do you? Well, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, what day is it? Um, oh, my off-color joke. Um, what do you call a herd of masturbating cows? Beef stroganoff. Oh, yeah. That is it. Oh, I'm going to tag my fucking buddy Anthony in this. It's his favorite joke. <laughs> uh, That's his favorite joke. Classic. Huh? That's one of those that just... You guys said tell a joke. I was like, "That's good." Yeah, you met yeah. the requirement. You did great. Jokes are hard. Jokes, Jokes are, are hard. hard. I'm yeah. not a comedian. I, I'm better with like um, in the moment. Yeah, improv. Yeah, just improv. being silly, yeah. goofy around some friends. But I, I tell them yeah. a joke. Like, I give a lot of respect to comedians. Yeah, we don't deserve it, but. <laughs> you know what? Comedy is hard. We don't get enough respect for doing this shit. But you know what else is really hard? Brewing amazing beer, something that New Image Brewing Company in Arvada, Colorado does incredibly well. You might have heard about these guys, but you live in a state where you can't get their products. Well, you are in luck. You can now order some of their beers on their website. If you go to newimagebrewing.com, you can get beer shipped with this company, Bev. They have a button on their website that you can click and order your beer. And it's pretty exciting stuff because these guys are really pushing the envelope when it comes to pastry stouts. Sours, they have this really cool new series called Hey Bartender, which is like slushy sour-ish kind of stuff, but it's all inspired by tiki cocktails, which is pretty tight. And their IPAs are just some of the best in the game. So either visit New Image in Arvada, pick up some at a liquor store near you, or you could be one of the lucky states that they can actually start shipping beer to. So go online, check it out, pick up their products. They're awesome people. The beers are fantastic. Comedy's hard. Brewing's hard. But these guys make it look easy. Well, you guys deserve it. Me, on the other hand, you can keep telling me I'm great. Group people and being able to take it when people laugh or don't laugh. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's why you do it. It's the thrill of the chase to a certain degree. You know, it's like uh, when you're telling a new joke, you kind. It's I always related to fishing in a way where you cast a line out and you know where the fish is supposed to jump on. Right. And you know where they're supposed to like nibble a little bit. And telling a new joke is essentially where you go, you pull up the line, and you're like, and then there's the punchline, and either people laugh or they don't. And you're like, all right, I guess we got to cast one yeah, out again. Right. And I just, <laughs> yeah, let's try this again. And you realize right. you've been in your bathtub the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, Fuck. Yeah. For my I'm 75th be a cast. All right, Connor, you ready for the challenge? Oh yeah, he's been. I believe he was you. born for right. it. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I was. Young, spry. All right. All of 22. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there we go. Crusher, yeah. Pretty proud good. Of you. That was impressive. Pretty good. I don't know if your parents ever told you this, but I'm proud of you. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. I've always played. been impressed by the people. I, I have a really good friend of mine growing up. He was uh, 
like one of these. I can, I just I've never been a great one. Never like been a great chugger. He could just open his throat and just pour it down. When it came to like boat races, did you guys ever do boat race, oh, yeah. races in college? Yeah. 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 People would be, come on, play, play. It'll be fun. Like, you don't I mean, you don't want me on your team. Yeah. Like, I, get, right. I understand that right now everybody's amped up and you're just yeah this will be fun. But you're not gonna have as much. Yeah. Fun you're, you're gonna your kick team. me off. You're gonna kick me off the island. I will be the weakest link. Very much so. Uh, and the drunkest. And the drunkest. <laughs> <laughs> and the gassiest. <laughs> Got her. Do you have a joke for us? I, I know I you didn't. I know you weren't prepared. I was not prepared. That's I don't okay. Have one off the top of my head. Let this be a uh, lesson to you, sir. You should always have a stock I, joke you ready. You should always yeah. have a joke, and normally, normally I have one, but um, got nothing at the moment. I know I'm more of a like joke story person. Like I, you know, I like telling stories more than punchlines. Sounds like an open micer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say so very much. A uh, magician walked down the alley and. <laughs> Turned into a bar. <laughs> Dan's just full. I just love that you're just like ready to go. Yeah. Dan's yeah, got, that, Dan's got a set list written on his yeah, ball. Yeah, I got <laughs> I've been preparing for this for weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's, that's literally all I've got. That's which, everything. Actually, kind of one thing that I want to ask about just the starting, the beginning process for you guys when, when comics are starting out, and even when you're going for a little bit, you do open mics. It's how you get te test that material. It's how you eventually get booked on shows. So for your guys' open mic period of time with the brewery, starting out, was it a lot? Did you ever feel like you had a lot of yes people hanging out around you that they were like, yeah, this is a great idea? Or did, they, did you know that? Because it sounds like your parents supported it. And yeah, so I, I guess you, you kind of wonder, like, the idea of a brewery, if that was the yes part, or like the beers we were making. Yeah, like when, so even right before you came out, you guys might be brewing some stuff that you were like, hey, we think we should start a brewery. And then that transition period from like getting things going to actually yeah. starting to. I mean, when I, when I was, so before this, I, I worked at Venmo in New York. Okay. And um, we sold the company, and uh, I was kind of looking, figuring out what I was going to, what I was going to do next. So that, that was kind of the impetus for like, no, not necessarily. I'd say the impetus for all this was more of a conversation my dad and I had um, about the beer industry, and we, we were visiting a lot of breweries whenever I'd come out to visit, because uh, my parents live here in Colorado, too. Um, and so I think the, the yes people was definitely, when I was back, when I'd go back to New York and be like, hey, I, uh, I'm going to move to Colorado and start a brewery. People were like, what? what? Like, why? A, what do you know about beer? And B, like, why would you go to Colorado? You live in New York. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so uh, I, got, I think I got a little yes and no. Then I moved out here. And I think at the time, um, I think there were more people just kind of like wondering how, like, how my dad and I were going to pull this off. Yeah. Right? Like, you guys are going to open a brewery. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say my, my, I would say, yeah, I'm well-versed in beer. I've drank a lot of beer uh, over if the that's years. The right? well, I mean, the requirement yeah. at this point. 10,000 like, hours, yeah, that's the next yeah, That's right, right? <laughs> uh, Malcolm Gladwell said that's all I needed to do. I can guarantee I drank 10,000 hours with a beer. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, we kind of got going, and then we got started seeing, like, a lot of, like, really cool supporters. And people that almost kind of, I don't want to say blindly supported us, but they, maybe they just liked what we were doing. And uh, maybe they just, it's kind of like they like, you know, as a comic, maybe they like your name or, 
your, like your, your jokes, style, like your, your material, kind of vibe, yeah, whatever, whatever right? And maybe your jokes are, uh, you know, it's, seven out of tens. And, mine's just uh, my voice. Yours is your voice, the right? only thing. People, people just like, like your voice. So yeah, maybe people thing. just liked our voice. And uh, <laughs> so we got that. But I would say um, the cool thing about beer is, like, if these people like it, and you, you, you can keep improving on what you're doing. And, and I would say even the beers we make all the time here, uh, we are always making improvements. So, like, yeah, it's good to have those yes people uh, because they, you know, give they you, like, a little reason for yeah. being. Um, and if you can make small tweaks every time. Mm-hmm. It's just like a joke. It just gets yeah. better and better. Yep. And so you need those yes people. Yeah. A joke it's, works the same it's way. It's the same process, essentially. Like. I, there's so many parallels between comedy and beer, which is a lot of the reason we do this. Yeah. But like the way that you like, you have a good product, a good joke, you know works every time. People love it. They drink it. Right. Doesn't mean you can't make it a little bit better here right. and there. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're just looking for a place to add a tag or a new joke or something. I, there was a, one of my kind of hallmark stories slash bits or whatever is about this time I got caught smoking weed in high school. And I worked... I've worked on that joke for two and a half years, basically, and it's a six-minute story now. Oh, wow. You know? So it started out with just this, like, kind of uh, comical, con- just the concept, the premise, right? Sounds like, like it's right up Connor's alley. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I was, that's why one of the reasons I brought it up. Connor, actually, kind of in the, of the same vein, when you, kind of, when you took over the head-brewing portion of the business here... Did you have anything at the beginning where you were a little intimidated and it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to? Uh, I wouldn't say intimidated. I'd say um, anxious and stressed more than everything since, you know, it's you want to be a perfectionist and you want to keep pushing the limit and then you make something and you're, you think it's going to turn out one way, it doesn't, and you get a little upset with yourself. You know, it's like maybe like missing a joke. You, you wake up yeah. at 2 a.m. and you're like, <laughs> Shit, why did I say that yeah. right then? You know, it's the same thing with Beard. Um, why did I fuck that English mild up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, our English hot mild exactly is damn so, good. Uh, I never, oh, God. It's like a damn good English. I finally hit a nerve. Stand by. Um, no, like, no joke, last night I, I actually woke up at 4 a.m. because we're, we're packaging this one hazy IPA today, and for whatever reason, my brain at 4 a.m. was like, it's clear, and I woke up like, you know, what, what the hell just happened? And I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 go back to sleep. And, you know, it's it's ready to go and perfect, but it's, uh, actually for a while when I first took over, I was so critical on myself. I would, like, go home and drink a beer, and, like, next thing I'd know, it'd be an hour later, I'd be like, shit, I'm working again, because I'd start dissecting it yeah, over and over, you yeah, know, yeah, what yeah. can I do to make this better? Just staring out the window. We, yeah, <laughs> stare off the space, like, what, what can I do? And I think... You know, over time, that's gotten a lot, you know, that's subsided a lot. And it, it's still there, and I think it's important to have it still there, because if it's not, you know, are you really... It, it also helps when you don't read the Yelp reviews. Yeah. Uh, read, <laughs> oh, read yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, we'll get into some of this. It's important, but then you see the person that's like, you know... Great beer, not what I was what I was expecting, one start, and you're like, but, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really hated the sours, but I don't like sours anyway, so one star. Yeah, uh, yeah internet like, reviews why are hell, fucking why are, drink, why are you drinking my beer? My, yeah. my favorite that I've ever read was we did this sour IPA with uh, blackberry, boysenberry, and blueberry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was about a year ago. And we got this one review of this guy. Uh, he gave us a terrible rating. I can't remember what it was, but his comment was, why the fuck is this purple? 
If I wanted to dr- uh, eat sweet tarts, I would have just bought the candy. And I'm sitting there like, mission accomplished. Like that, you know, that's what <laughs> right, we were going yeah, for. We wanted that beer to taste like yeah. candy. And, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, beer reviews are pretty polarizing. Everyone's palate's, are, you know, different. And what's important yeah. is not all of them suck. You know, if you, yeah. make, if you make a beer and everything's one stars, you should probably say, you know, maybe we should not do that again. Yeah. But, but at least we're having fun. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, as long as, I mean... I really We're having always, a good time. But I mean, so many breweries existed for a long time that just made shit product, but there was like the local watering hole. Yep. Yeah. And I just, that I can't get behind, right? Like, yeah. You can't just continue to make yeah. inferior product and never want to make improvements. And, but people are so naive and simple sometimes that, you know, there's a reason McDonald's is still like the number one restaurant in America, right? right? Because right. it's easy, it's convenient, it's right down the street, it's, it's whatever. But nobody ever asks for more exceptional. Yeah. It's also been a place service. where people are like, reviewing McDonald's either like the expectations are oh so I bet low. we could find some reviews oh, oh I yeah. know we could <laughs> probably, <there's> probably some <laughs> I, know good ones. I absolutely know well, we could what I, like, well I think to, kind of to what you're saying like the the passion and like the um, that I don't know even know how to describe it there's a feeling right about uh, when you drink beer and wanting to talk about it kind of like when you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and like I, I'm not one to leave reviews if I, if I like it, I'm, I'm more to, I'm inclined to send an email or tell whoever's the manager or server, right? I'm, I, right. I, would, I will praise in that regard. Right? Sure. Um, but I think there's something where people have this, like, personal thing when it comes to beer and restaurants where they feel the need to put their opinion everyone's out. Everyone's a critic. There, yeah. Right? Yeah. Everyone's a critic, but it, there's, like, a passion or something about it that you see, I think, with restaurants, but even more with beer, mm-hmm. because maybe it's like the intimate experience of like you and the beer, where they want to like talk about it. Yeah. And so, I think the beauty of beer is how subjective it is, right? I mean, I might love A and you might hate it. You, yeah. you love, I like Yingling, you hate it. Fuck them. So you know what? But that's cool. But we can both sit down and have a beer, right? Like at the end of the day, we're sitting yeah, down yeah, having yeah, a beer, yeah. enjoying ourselves. And I can drink something and I like, and you can drink something you like, and it doesn't really matter. We're having a good time. Comedy is the same in the regard that it, I think the reason that people do that with beer is because it's always been the every man's and every woman's drink, right. where it's fairly low in. You can get something that's fairly low cost, slow drinking, so it stimulates conversation. You're not ripping shots, although beer shots are a very popular thing out here too. But oh, it's, it's cool. easily accessible, so people. They feel a connection to it because there's a ton, so many breweries right down the street, and they can just go grab a pint and hang out with their friends, right? right. Comedy is the same way. And you the, get the people that have been there forever and never done anything new. Oh, I was gonna say no. I was gonna say everybody thinks they're a comic oh, because yeah. they've been funny at least once in their life. So there's yeah. a, there's a nonstop onslaught of people that are, hey, you should use this joke. I have a running thing in my phone about. People stuff people tell me I should use in my skit, you know, even though it's not a fucking skit. So it's right, but they're, and they're not leaving you Yelp reviews, so that's all they have. Well, yeah. that's the oh I can, man, what if we created a Yelp for comics? Well, that's the thing, it's like I can, Please. I can, yeah, be hilarious. of all the parallels, I can find seriously like almost endless parallels between comedy and beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously, one star, but the one, <laughs> the one I only laughed once, the one that the one that I'm like seeing is not the same is Yelp because we get Yelp immediately when we tell our joke. Like, we know if it lands or not. Right, right. we can see the people who hate that I just said something offensive and that their child is laughing at it. (laughs) She's usually walking out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a, that's also the hard part. Get that part, immediate right? feedback. Like, how do you how do you be a how do you walk the line of a comic in 2020? I just do it. Through <laughs> yeah. Zoom, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Well, I was, I was, I'm saying more like in terms of like being PC. There's stuff. But uh, yeah, but there, it just depends on what you want to talk about. You can, it's, yeah. So for you, it's yeah. like, what do you want to brew? Do you want to brew stuff that is just appealing to everybody? Do you want to be just Mr. Esoteric? Or do right. you want to, what resonates with you? So there's certain, some of the more touchy subjects, whether, you know, polarizing things that are social or political, yeah. that just doesn't really resonate with me. Yeah. I, I have my beliefs about it, right. but I don't find that stuff very funny. Right. So I'm so not going to, I'm just not going to talk about it. About it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, and there's also a time and place for it too. Yeah. Like, like if I'm. Is that reading your audience? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Reading the labels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if the, if you yeah. don't like sour beers, don't buy a beer that's a sour. I and found like, a cat on the way yeah. to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you know, you're going into like a corporate meeting with like your dirtiest jokes possible. It's like not a good idea. Right. right. But if you're like in the right spot, you can say political jokes and people will love it. But if you're like in the wrong spot and you say like the opposing views, yeah. they might kill you. Yeah. So. But would you agree with, and let's see if this parallel exists. The more esoteric you make something, or the more risk you take, potentially, you're also opening yourself up from a, as a brewer to more criticism because you didn't do it right. A hundred percent. Okay, yeah. but do you, or do you feel that way with just styles in general? I think it. Well, go ahead, Connor. You, you I, go first. I, I think it's the more you kind of go out there, the more people have a perceived expectation of yeah. what they want. So you know, if you say a beer is, you know sour skittle marshmallows or something like that and it doesn't taste like sour skittle marshmallows you know people are gonna come at you for that immediately mm -hmm. yeah. and you know the the thing with beer and maybe you know it's, there's a uh cross to comedy is you know you try something and it works but it doesn't work exactly how you want it but yeah. the way that oh, it works yeah. is unique in itself and i think you know the second you start going super esoteric or the second you start going way out there, people have this perceived expectation. So like, you know, I think a good example actually is our uh, pecan pie style that we just did. And we put pie on it. We used every ingredient for a chocolate pecan pie. Um, we, put, we put about 60 pounds of pecans in it. Um, and pecans are, like pecans are pretty subtle. Right right and you know, everyone who, we, it's, it's getting great reviews, but you see people saying, I expected more pie. And you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, well, we don't want to create diabetes. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty firmly against creating diabetes in a can. Like there, sure, there's yeah. a lot of that. It's overly sweet. You drink one, you get a hangover. And we kind of walk that line of, you know, let's emulate something but retain the quality of beer. And sometimes you put a name on it and all of a sudden people expect pie. And it's like, no, this is beer at the end of the right. day. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a parallel. Where yeah. it's just, yeah, the more yeah. risk you take, it, the more you open yourself up to for it to bomb, you know, for it to not do it's well. It's all about balance. I think we want our beers to balance, but we also want, like the, the, each beer needs to be balanced, but we're willing to push the limit of what that balance is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably similar in comedy where you, you have the jokes you know are going to hit. You know, 10 out of yeah. 10 times, Very much they're so. going to hit. And you have the one that, you know, it hit like 30% last time. Mm -hmm. You made some tweaks. So let's even get to 50% this time. Yeah. And so we, I think we, we play in that parallel. Uh, I think that parallel exists uh, when you play with balance. And I think you need the balance because for every crazy beer we put out there, I think we need two or three that we just can stand behind. We know mm -hmm. we're confident, yeah. right? Yeah. We well, know that a West Coast triple IPA it, we are going to hit that mark. 
We know how to brew a West Coast style. Yeah, we right. know how to do it. We know how to hop it. Everything is. But that is. Be does awesome. that mean? I guess what uh, I would ask is, does that mean that that's your like favorite thing to brew? Because plenty of jokes for us is like, it lands every time, but we don't love telling it. So it's like having like your number one hit song. You got to make it. Right. Yeah. You have yeah. your single. You got to play it. Yeah. You don't you like to see Guns N' Roses. Like they're yeah, going to yeah, play yeah. Welcome to the Jungle. Right. right. Gonna, like, it's just, that's just part of it, right? So, like, you know. What beers are those for you guys? Um, Our core beers. Yeah. The beers in 12 ounce cans, American Lager, IPA, Red IPA, and our oatmeal milk stout. Cool. Yeah. Well, those land every time. Yeah. Those and then, are we, you, then as far as limited beers, go ahead, Connor. It, for me, as a brewer, it, too, Connor. it's uh, a. <laughs> It's like, you know, I know it sells. He I, knows what he likes I, to yeah, I yeah, love yeah. certain products. I hate making them. You know, it's like telling yeah. a joke. You know it's going to work. You don't mind it. You like it, but you hate telling it because you have to tell it every single time. Yeah. Right now, for me, it's it's probably a hazy IPA. They're, they're a pain sure. in the ass yeah. to make. Do I love the end product? Yeah, they're great. Sure. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's like, those are, those are what's under the scope right now. Those are what everyone wants. And like, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I want to just brew a Keller Pilsner. I want to brew right. a Dopal Box. Which like, I had, by the way, and it was really good. Yeah, Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like you know, there's style. Like I love that Keller. I think was it 16 weeks in the tank. No, it was like it was like 12 weeks in the tank, 12 and weeks? it was it was almost on the edge of like being just an unfiltered Pilsner since we let it sit. So yeah, long. I, that, there was, was a ton of clarity to yeah, it, but it still had that like kind of grainy, bready characteristic that, in yeah. there, and got a lot of natural carb off it, so it worked out. But you know, it's like. What I want to brew isn't necessarily what the market wants. You sure. can, it's like you play your crowd. You know, you, you always, you know, maybe you can say that dirty joke or maybe you can't. And, you know, there's a time and place for everything. So, you know. But you know so there's what a... Did, yeah. What did we brew that sold like crazy that we did not expect? The ESP? Uh, it, yeah, extra special. There he is. He goes back to the English yeah. Mild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we brewed an English Mild also. And then that sold pretty well. And then we were like, ESB, fall... Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because, you know, I, Dan and I agreed to make this beer, and I was so stoked about it. I was like, you know, finally I'm making the ESB. We have uh, That's some a sti- it's, it's, it's one of those traditional styles yeah. that... Extra special bitter. That people... Yeah, it's extra special. I would say and Red Hook was, like, one of the first beers that got me into beer, honestly. Oh, yeah? Your Red Hook ESB. Well, yeah. it, was, yeah, it was a mass-distributed yeah. form of the style, right? Because at the beginning of craft, it was, you know, you had Amber's ESB's... And West Coast IPAs. Yeah, but even before that, I oh, mean, yeah. when Sierra Pale Loggers came out, that was the hoppiest thing on the Sierra market. Pale, you know, yeah. there was a lot of imports and domestic stuff. But ESB is one of those styles that brewers really love, but there's usually never enough justification yeah. like for it to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. to bring um, it in. But I know I, you're not the first person that I've talked to that was super stoked to make an ESB. Yeah, and there, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm making this. I'm like. Dan's gonna be really mad when this sits, <laughs> ah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then like two weeks well, later, it's gone, crazy. and we're like, okay. Well, that's, you know? that's the craziest thing, right? Like, we go into beers where we have expectations, and we and it's more about production schedule and what it is that we're making, and getting an understanding of how fast things are going to move, right? Uh, and so, for myself, when I'm planning and and uh, trying to figure out what we're going to make and how we're going to do it. Yeah, I expect certain beers to take a little bit longer than others yeah. to move. Of course. And the ESB was one of those I just kind of thought we would kind of just 
Have that it. happens with a joke sometimes too, man. You don't think it's ready. It's the it's stuff that you right. sometimes you write something in in your notebook and then you go to try it and like this is gonna fucking kill yeah. and then it bombs hard and then something that you've been sitting on in the back of your head for maybe a month or two and you just haven't said it out loud yet kills. Yeah. yeah. And then it just goes. And that, that's like that's the most pleasant surprise. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely rewarding. Yeah. Um, and of that similar vein. You sometimes you put something out there and it has a moderate level of success, and but it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. Yeah, like you were saying. Yeah. Sorry, I just put a beer can down and Dan was like, "You don't like that one? <laughs> Try this." And no, he, that'll kill him. I was no, gonna. That one, yeah, that, that one's, one's awesome. I was gonna bring it up. No, but he's I'm, just got a nut allergy. I'm very allergic to nuts, so I'm not gonna. Oh drink yeah, that it. actually has pecans. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but I love I'm not doing that. I, will have that I read the label, so I don't have are to. Are you guys write gonna drink any of these with us? Are you gonna? Yeah, I mean, sure. You don't have to. Drink them all the time. I know. Pecan pie. We want to be able to talk about it. Almost killed me. One star. You want some barbecue? Do you want something else? Oh, let's so let's, before we, <laughs> so that's funny, you guys both were just like, no, I don't want that. I uh, have work still to do, I can't we, be full. This is, this is, I mean, this is, it's good. This is 10%, yeah. this is 10 point. That's 11%. Yeah, you're setting us up for failure here. I mean, you're I can grab like, some of the lighter beers, but I figured, No, I'm happy with I'm just trying to get selection. you guys to relax and like, <laughs> as you can tell, yeah, Have yeah, us yeah. on your podcast, yeah. guys. Come on, good. man. Uh, welcome to the, welcome to the, the Brewers podcast. Oh, thanks for spilling that on I mean, if you guys want me to take over let's, as a host, uh, I can And then I wiped it up with my mask. So, oh, nice. that, that's so what these before masks we go for, too right? far, what were the times? Uh, Dan? Slow and very slow. You did okay. With, uh, <laughs> Dude, eight. we've had over 80 people do this at this yeah. point, so you did not finish poorly. Oh, I'm just yeah. telling you that right now. 8.25. 8.25, all right. What's the fastest? The fastest, well, they, the fastest overall is 3.63. Yeah, that's fast. But they also did an eight point or an eight percent beer, so they got three seconds off their time. Yeah, which I think I'd mentioned to you, but then yeah, earlier in the day is not yeah. ideal. So I if mean, the beer's over eight percent, then you get three seconds off your time. I wish I knew that. You can reach. We would have gotten got barrel aged out. Well, and here's here's let me bring this up to you too, because you finished at four point two three seconds without getting three seconds off. Which puts you in 11th place. No! Just outside the leaderboard. Just outside the top Just 10. outside the leaderboard. That's impressive. It's right. still respectable. You might need to do another but by the time this is done. Yeah, if you want to. It's your day. Dan already, Dan already said, well, I guess I'm going to blame you guys for having to take yeah, the rest of the I, day off. Yeah, I guess. Should. Oh, fuck yeah, it. Some <laughs> yeah. Somehow. But, so actually, I'm curious about, so you do, do you guys do self-distribution? Yeah. Well, yes, we we um, we distribute primarily ourselves within about an hour of the brewery, and then uh, the rest of the state beyond that we have a distributor. Okay. So, are you making a lot of the sales calls? I used to. Uh, currently, my brother does. When I was a young man. When I, I was a young man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, at the beginning when we first got going, I I um, I did everything. I mean, luckily I had a great brewer. Uh, and yeah. then another great brewer, um, so that left me the time to go do all the stuff that needed to be done, like make sales calls and do deliveries. So I would oftentimes do sales calls in the morning and then deliveries in the afternoon, and I'd come in. That's a hustle, man. Can the next day, is... bartend in the afternoon and into the evening, and then uh, figure out how to Was that, like, exhausting? Because I'm one of those people who... Yeah, I, it was like, exhausting. I, I sleep, like, four hours a night. Jeez. 
Like, well, yeah. Steve I mean, sleeps like 12 hours a night. I do. So. Mm, but I also, I do enjoy like having it be a different task every time where it's like not the same. Yeah. Thing. I mean, every day was a new day. Um, and I kind of got into my routine and figured out how to, how to do it. Uh, but at the, at the end of the day, like I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't something totally. where I woke up and was like, shit, I got to If you do work. what you love, you never work yeah. a day in your well, life. Well, I mean, they say that, but like, I think if I think it's exhausting. I think it's like if you want to do it, you will. Yeah. If you if you know you have a show coming up, and you've got this joke you need to work on, like you will probably get up earlier to work on that joke so that it is the way you want it when you need to deliver it later that evening. Maybe. I would say I probably might start drinking earlier. In the well, day. okay, fair. <laughs> Maybe I that's would, true. But you hit open mics. You, you grind it out before, you're, before you want to have the whole thing presented. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you put the extra work You in. put in the extra work, right? And, and for me, I, my whole thing was like, I needed to get to the point. I needed to get the sales up. I needed to get the deliveries figured out. I needed to get all that to a point where I could hire somebody and train them to do what I wanted and yeah. do it well so that I could have the time to do other things that were maybe lacking, right? right? So you bust your ass, you go 150 miles an hour. I think it's probably for everybody that's ever started a brewery, right? Uh, or any business for that matter. Mm -hmm. You go, 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 go until you finally have enough coming in that you can afford to pay somebody to, you know, take over some of the stuff. And oftentimes my goal is like, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a brewer. Do I know enough about beer and how to brew it to be dangerous? Yes. But I know... Mr. Dangerous. That, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, like, I know at the end of the day, like, Connor is, is and always will be a better brewer than I am. Yeah. So I want him to do that because, A, he loves it, and B, like, you know, I, it's not my place. We can sit there and talk about beers and conceptualize, and I think that's how we get to, like, a lot of the beers that you have in front of you, and, like... It, 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 we, we conceptualize them and come up with these ideas, but at the end of the day, like I know he's got the skill set to do it, and when he says we should do, should we do X or Y, and I say, well, look, you know better than me. Like I'm gonna let you make the decision, and I support whatever direction you want to go. Yeah, that move, yeah. Uh, because you know, at the end of the day. Like, so with something like okay, so with something like blackberry pineapple malt shake, Albert. Blackberry, me, pineapple, and vanilla. Me, should, should is this something that you guys wanted to make, or is this something that you want that you made because it's what people are looking so the, for? So the cool thing about that beer is it is a shake style beer with no lactose. Yeah, which I like. So yeah. I mean, like that—that's it's cool not cloying at all. You don't get that like kind of sticky yeah. kind of chalk or late, like, I don't know, syrup, yeah, all uh, that shit. They get the, the where yeah. the texture's too much, you know? Yeah, we tried to kind of thread the needle on what is a milkshake and what is not a milkshake with that and I think the whole idea kind of originated from you know I don't really love lactose in beers and uh, it you know makes a lot of people you know a lot of people sick uh, Dan's brother can't yeah. drink a full one of those or else he's, he's you're not going to see him for a day because people. of the lactose yeah, uh, totally. and we kind of sat there and we're like you know you can emulate that that it's just like you're getting all sugar, the flavor so. yeah uh, I feel like you're getting and then, all the flavor and you know, maybe we use a little more want. vanilla than other people to kind of beef up that shakiness. But um, it's one of those things where we kind of, especially with the flavors, like we don't really 
care what the market wants with the flavors on that one. Because, you know, anyone can make a peach malt shake, anyone, or milkshake, anyone can do cherry, strawberry, you know, normal flavors. What I kind of like to do is look at flavors that no one expects and make them work. So the blackberry pineapple malt shake actually originated from a blackberry pineapple smash uh, cocktail. It, it's a great cocktail if you've never had it, and that's actually a lot of where a lot of flavor combinations come from. Is you know, the mixed drink world and the culinary world, yeah. where you're looking at these flavors and you're like, this shouldn't work on paper. Do you like but tiki drinks by chance? I do like tiki drinks. Yeah, I'm yeah. noticing that a lot more with a lot, with a lot of brewers, especially if they are getting into like fruited sours yeah. and slushy sours and all this kind of shit. That people are taking a lot of inspiration from cocktails and tiki drinks when they're making this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I, I, I don't drink them much, to be honest. I'm more of a, like, you know, whiskey straight type of person, but... Um, you also I, have I to, think, like, go to, like, certain places. Yeah, for, like, and, like, for... I think a lot of the fruits we use, too, are inspired by, like, my experience with traveling and eating fruits that may, maybe people don't get, like uh, the soursop karuba that you're holding right there. No one knows what the hell Karuba is. Nobody it's actually knows. it's I would an, guess it was an animal. It's nobody knows what it means. It's but it gets the people fruit. going. Uh, it's, it's at, so it's technically it's quote unquote banana passion fruit. It's not a mix between the two. It's a passion fruit that looks like a banana. Uh, it's sex super popular down in Colombia and South America, but it's actually an invasive fruit. So like it's decimating like I, I believe Australia it's right a gentr- now. Um, it's a gentrifying fruit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the flavor is really unique and. We used it for the first time, was a year and a half ago now, on a guava caruba malt shake. And I actually hadn't used that fruit yet. And I, mean, I looked at the description, and I kind of just sat there like, so you're saying there's a chance. And we blended it, and it, it just worked beautifully. Like, it almost has more banana flavor than banana itself. In the okay, year. cool. Um, and then soursop is, I think, the greatest fruit of all time. Really? Uh, so, yeah, if you ever get a fresh soursop, just make a smoothie with it. Don't use any other fruit. Where the fuck and do you buy soursop? Not, unfortunately, not in America. Like, or <laughs> is hard, that an Asian, hard to find in is America. Is that an Asian market you know, thing? I, or what? I believe its origin is in the Philippines, if I'm not mistaken. I bet, well, you, could probably, you might be able to find it in an Asian market. Uh, yeah, potentially an Asian market, but it tastes like every every grapefruit under the sun. You know, you get like pineapple, banana, orange, and a hint of like tart, maybe citrus, all okay. in one. So it's like it is one of the greatest. Uh, All right, so I'm gonna. I want to bring this up just because we were talking about it a little bit before the show, and after the beers that I've had, the smorgasbord that you've got going, and just how much thought that I hear that goes into a lot of this stuff. I told you before the show, it surprises me how underrated you guys are. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I, where I, I chuckled and I chuckled out. I, I because, appreciate that. I mean, I mean, so we're. Yeah, I mean, you. we're pretty like connected into the Colorado beer scene, and we're on like different groups on Facebook and, and all this shit, but when people talk about hype breweries or they talk about places to go or anything like that, you guys don't come up as much, and I've always thought that was very strange, and, because I, and I've mentioned that in certain threads, and I say that to friends and people that I trust and, and whatever, I'm just like, I feel like Finkel and Garf gets like, they don't get the credit they deserve. Because you guys are putting out some really awesome shit. The beers are solid, consistent. You're obviously pushing. You're coming up with innovative ways to brew and adjuncts and all that. Like, sorry if that was a long-winded kind of no, question, I mean, but it's just so, it's so weird to me. We we agree. Um, and you know the funny thing is we'll get like we'll get messages, direct messages on Instagram, Facebook, and even text messages from a lot of people in, and I get emails all the time. 
from people that I know, like I are in these groups and in these kind of hype kind of uh, places. Colorado, let's talk craft beer. <laughs> that, I mean, that's one of them. There's, there's a bunch out there, right? Yeah. But, no, we hate that group. But that's, that's we, openly, we openly hate uh, that group. I don't even yeah. know if that, that's not really a hype group. I don't really know what I, that is. It's, it's, it's more of yeah, an true. opinionated uh, argument. Show yeah. us your beer, kids. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we get yeah. It's, it's just beer. Relax, everyone. Just directly. They'll message us. They'll message Connor to his personal account. They'll message to the brewery account. They'll send us saying how awesome and how much they loved a certain beer. Yeah. But we never see it. Like it's it's like it's okay to just tell us directly, which is cool, and we appreciate it, right? Like, I printed out an email that I got yesterday, actually, Connor, about how somebody like said like this is the best out. They judge a brewery like they judge uh, restaurants in Philly based on their cheesesteak. He judges beers here based on their stout, and he just sent us an email commending us on our stout. I don't know why. It's who knows, but you know what? We we. Um, we just kind of keep doing what we're doing, man. Yeah. Are like, you guys good with I, that, or do you want? Does it? Are you bitter about like the I fact that you don't, don't get more credit that we're or anything? Bitter about it? I think we we wonder like what it is that makes it so-called hype worthy. Um, I don't really know. I think that's a tough nut to crack, and I think that at the end of the day, like we're gonna keep making great beer. Like th- yeah. that, that's what we're setting out to do. That's what we are doing. And, you know, the emails we get, the direct messages, the text messages, when people love the stuff, like, that makes it all worth it. Right. Um, Do you think that maybe, though, there's a point where you're like, well, like, we're just going to keep working hard and hopefully we prove you all wrong? Like, yeah. Because you can be successful without being hype, right? Of course. Those two things don't have to be... And our view is, like, we're going to just keep trying to make our beers better and better and better. There's a lot of really good breweries that aren't hype breweries. Right. And I think what you're trying to say basically is we are one of those that we're a really good brewery and maybe we don't get the hype attention. But look, man, we wouldn't have all these beers out there if they didn't sell, right? You're looking at what, a dozen beers sitting on the table? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so there's people that like it and maybe the people that really like our stuff just aren't in those groups, Mm -hmm. which is very possible. Sure. I don't know. I mean, Colorado, let's talk crap. Has <laughs> <laughs> like a thousand members. I don't know. We, well, but, well, you like guys... I said, we try not to read reviews. We try not to read untapped reviews, right? We, we, we want to keep an eye to make sure like there's not so, like, I'll be the first to admit we have put beers out there where we have made canning mistakes. We've had issues, uh, you know, the, the beginning of a run or the tail end of a run where we pull a little troop through. I apologize right now to anybody that's got a beer. I know, for example, the latest one of the beers we did was our blueberry malt shake. Like, I think we had some settling out at the bottom of uh, the tank, and uh, when we dumped the troop, maybe we didn't get all of it, and so it, some of it ended up in cans. So it's just and like a like, monster, or what? It's, yeah, it's it's well, some people would call them flavor crystals. We've seen that. Okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just a little dropout sure. in the can, and it's not pretty. And I'm, I'm sorry. But that's also but part of That's not something it, you make all the time, right? Not something, no, we, we've done it. We've brewed it twice. Right. Uh, yeah. But we, that, that, seeing that tells us, okay, let's make it better. You like, can't ask a brewery to, you can't continually ask people to come out with new shit and then not be willing to accept the fact that they might not nail it the first we miss time. The mark. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And we're okay with that. Um, I think that the hardest part, if we're just going to kind of be like, if I'm going to be real honest right now, is 
it's one thing if you have a bad experience and you email me and we talk about it and we, and I will do everything I can to make it right. I have driven very far to bring people a fresh six pack, refund them, do whatever I can, invite people to the tap room, take care of them, you know, make sure they have a great time and be as, as welcoming and appreciative of their support as possible. Uh, so like that, that's, that's one route. The other route is you could post a picture and drag a brewery through the mud over a less than stellar experience without just going to the brewery directly. And I don't think people realize the amount of harm that does uh, to a brewery when, you know, I could see doing that if the brewery did something to maybe offend you or do something like you sent the email in and you know, the response was like an F you, like our beer is perfect, rude or screw you, like yeah. whatever. But that's not like, I think any reasonable person wouldn't respond that way, right? Yeah. So I think rather than, you know, venting and shaming, po yeah, shame posting, yeah. like why, why not give... That's the only way some people feel important, you know? Yeah, it just, it, I just don't think people realize the harm that that does. Like it has a direct impact on business on the yeah. business and we're all here doing we all come to work today we're a small team we come to work to do, every day to do the best we can i, I mean that is why we do the it. yelp reviews though is because people find it cathartic because they're it's a stupid thing that exists i think we all hate yelp i think most people hate yelp and yelp is almost like a, it's like a counterculture of people that are into it like yeah it's and it's just reviews in general Un untapped's worse than yelp untapped, untapped is, is like tough. a graveyard of bullshit that just gravitates towards people's most basic fucking beer desires where they just want things that are really and, and, sweet and, there, and, and hard there, to find. There's also no penalty, right? Uh, when, when you're, when you're uh, voicing your opinion, regardless good or bad, on Yelp or untapped, they're, they're, there's no penalty. There's no consequence. Sure. Yeah. Right? Because they just want the users. Well, not even that, but like the person who's saying those things, that's typing yeah, out the yeah, review. Yeah, totally. No, but I'm saying they like Untapped doesn't give a shit. Untapped doesn't because yeah, they just course. want they, they want they, more users. Yeah, they just want eyeballs. But like those people, I guarantee you that are posting that, aren't gonna come in here and stop by the bar and be like, "Hey, look, I need to talk to you about this beer," because that that would yeah. take. Because they also don't know what they're talking about. Uh, like, what does it mean? Like, that's part of it too. Is that like it's a full access system, uh, right? Oh, Where we have everybody a, and we're yeah, we'll get into yeah, that a little bit. Yeah. But and maybe we should. But actually, before we get into that, I do want to talk a little bit about the Maple Brown, yeah. uh, Maple Coffee Brown. Yeah. It's really nice. What I would, but I'm curious. So it says on here, Ampersand Coffee Roasters. Is that that's a local roaster? Yeah. There are 200 yards. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're wonderful people. Is over this there. the one that is? It's like a. Um, it's like a female-owned and uh, so charity organization. The, uh, the owner is is a male. Uh, his name is Kurt. He's a really great guy. But the whole business model and everything they do is about empowering women. Okay. So that, yeah. coffee, so that is the brand yeah, I'm thinking it, of. Okay. Yep. And the coffee we used in specific, uh, the Brazilian uh, coffee that we got from them for that beer, is from a 100% owned uh, woman farm in Brazil. Um, doing all organic coffee and doing truly incredible stuff down there and um, Kurt and his team work directly with these farms and try and create relationships rather than just being that you know classic
classic coffee buyer that just buys your whole farm and doesn't care about you. They want to give these people, you know, opportunity and make sure they're getting their fair share too. So yeah. Yeah. to work with them was great. What and did you guys do with the coffee? Was it a cold brew? Did you yep. de- Okay. Uh, so we, we transferred the beer. Uh, so we, we centrifuged it and then got it into a serving tank. And then we added about 10 pounds of coffee at a time. And we would let it sit in a yeast brink, a half barrel kind of like keg that you can move in and out of really easily. Whole bean. And we used whole bean coffee. Whole bean. Uh, so whole, whole bean instead of uh, whole bean. ground. So you reduce the amount of capsaicin, like uh, spiciness that okay. comes from the bean. And you don't overpower it as easily. And I actually w- I wouldn't mind a little more maple characteristics. Maple is uh, it's hard. The, sure. uh, the most yeah. elusive flavor in beer. Yeah. It is incredibly hard to actually keep that flavor. It's a, you know. Is it because the syrup just doesn't suspend at all? So it doesn't. It's like just it, the fermentability of yeah, it. Yeah, so okay. you you know you can oh, yeah. add it during fermentation, during boil, or post. And post you're at you know risking potentially uh, having exploding cans. So you sure. kind of want to do it earlier on. And it's just, it's so it's, tough it, to keep. It's tough. It, I I get it for sure. I can I can taste it. Oh, I know it's there. It, it's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not but saying I, it's not it's there. It's not. It's not like eating pancakes. Yeah. No, that's and that's yeah, kind yeah. of what I'm like. It's close. It's yeah. close to that. Though. It's I kind of kinda wish that I had started with this though. Like it's a very good morning beer. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah. a breakfast, breakfast beer still. of champions. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's definitely how I would want to start it. Yeah, because on a brown ale, you're getting more sweetness than you know other styles yep. anyway to begin with you get that obvious coffee roast which is nice and pleasant so yeah when the maple it, it's it's there just personally i'm just like it's a great beer either way have, you, have you ever uh, sweetened your coffee with maple syrup yep I mean, yeah, it, co- it comes through more and it's I think kind of, it kind of reminds me of that right like mm-hmm. unless you unless you're trying to drink sugar sure right like the it, it's a subtle sweetener oh totally so yeah. but i i do we we both talked I'm sure you f- yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, drank it, we were it, like, yeah. wow. And there is a shitload of maple in it. It was really interesting to uh, see, too, you know, like from start to finish, you know, before it started fermenting, you taste it, you're like, oh, that's overly maple. And as it started chewing away on that sugar, you started seeing less and less and less. Sure. But because we saw it start to finish, I think Dan and I specifically will pick out the maple a little more mm-hmm. because we know where we started and where yeah. we ended but you know I think once if you know it's already if you know it's supposed to be in there then you're like yeah I guess I can see that yeah. right because you put maple on the packaging I'm like yeah I get the maple but I don't know if I'd necessarily have been able to discern that if it wasn't put yeah yeah, yeah. but it just adds to some of the malt but you know what we put maple in it we very easily could just made the label coffee brown sure but there's a lot of maple syrup in that beer yeah yeah like, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, that's, that syrup sucks syrup. that, like, yeah, you guys go through all that effort to, like, put that maple in there, and then it isn't more prominent. But I don't know, yeah, I don't know if you even fun, know if you can make that happen. How fun was that to clean the tank after? It yeah. wasn't bad, actually. Really? We, yeah. we put it in the hot side uh, yeah. during the whirlpool, so it homogenized pretty quickly. And then, what about those, like, maple sugar candies? if you just used a bunch you know, of those. Maybe we try that in the future. And I don't see, know. See what I'm happens. just like, you know what I'm talking no, about? I'm you know, like the anything. Canadian we, maple yeah. leaf, yeah. Oh, yeah. little maple candy. I mean, if you look at it, though, shop. like this beer finished out a lot higher than we thought, 8%, right? Yeah, that's good. I mean, considering how much brown, yeah. we added a lot of maple syrup. That's a lot of sugar. Yeah, my math yeah, was bad. So, But hey, you know what? I guarantee you people will see this on the shelf starting this week or, well, I don't know when this is coming out, but... But within the next week or so. Within the next so, yeah. week or so, right? And they're going to be looking at it and going, holy shit, that's the best deal in town. 
That is a good deal. It's going to yeah. be a six. Is that a six pack? Eight percent coffee is, maple brown for like thirteen dollars. Yeah, that's a good deal. That is a beer that I would literally like take up to the mountains and like crack on the ski lift to my yeah, first, first ride. chair. Yeah, first chair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going totally. up to Leadville this weekend. I might have to. That is, it, <laughs> it really is like, I cannot imagine a beer more suited for something like that. That's yeah. perfect. It's a very soothing beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, it's like a cup of coffee. You, like, yeah. The way you it's, just described it's it. Very yeah. comforting. Like you're kind of like. It's a little bit of that woosah, you know? Yeah. Let's start the day. Well, before we get too deep uh, into this natural conversation, we, we like should. Stuff. We like stuff here. And it's, ba- it's basically come up a bunch, so we need to get into it anyway. This is the bad reviews portion of the show, which is very a la Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets. The whole <laughs> yeah. point is for it to be cathartic yeah. and basically kind of rant and talk about the same shit that we've been talking about, where we respect people's opinions. But you guys found these? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're out there. I didn't know if we were going to sit here together and scroll through Yelp and see what No, 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 yeah. no. But for the most yeah. part, I always try to find ones that are not mean, but You just can tell silly. when people are just assholes, and you can tell when yeah. there's some wild uh, stuff. Lay it so. on us. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Andrew, Bree, Andrew B., one year ago, three stars, says... Had to knock down a star. Loved the old version of this place with the Duplos and Connects on the table and all the awesome snacks and games. <laughs> the beer seems like it's improved since I last visited, but I missed the snacks and wide assortment of table games. Where are the fucking snacks, guys? Please oh, consider bringing at least the snacks back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I was putting a hole in Dan's wallet because I, I would forget breakfast and I'd come and be like, oh, goldfish? Uh, LaCroix? And I'd probably, you know, I'd have like five bags of snacks during the day and all of a sudden Dan's like, why am I going to Costco? Four times a month, and yeah. you know, yeah. that, that was I, I ruined that for everyone. <laughs> just so, for Connor. You know, Andrew, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I ruined your snacks. <laughs> it's we, at least we found the culprit. You, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know it's Andrew, if you like the snacks, you could come back and eat more snacks. <laughs> we we, uh, we we did it. We did the snack and the pairings and like the Duplo blocks on the table thing at the beginning. It was fun. Um, that's but also something you can't do in this day and age it just, anymore. Well, like, yeah, I mean, COVID with, times with COVID, for sure. There's right. no way. Yeah. Well, we, we decided to kind of revamp what we were doing uh, n- not last January, but two years ago. Two Januarys ago. And we got rid of all the snacks and that stuff. We got rid of the ball machine, the Duplo blocks. And honestly, it was kind of, I think one of the things that was happening was a uh, parents saw it kind of as a playground for kids. Oh, and, the worst. Uh, so as many, t- like, for every review like that, where they want the games and all that stuff, well, by the way, we still have tons of games around the side there. We just can't have them out right now. Right. Um, but for every one of those reviews, the number of people that come in or have been coming in since, they're like, I never wanted to come here before because of the kids. And like the families. Hell yeah. Now I, I can come that, in yeah. here. I feel like I'm at like a bar where I can sit down, enjoy yeah. a beer, have a good conversation, and I don't have kids running around. Our clientele has changed. I, I, I wouldn't say for better or worse. I think it's changed. And as we have become, I mean, this is something I was talking to somebody about the other day. We take, we, we, we kind of started off with this idea of like lighthearted beer and brewing. And now it's like, well, we're going to take our beer seriously so you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
And uh, we still have fun with it, and we still have kind of this whimsical thing with our crest and the toys and whatnot. But like we we make really good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, and we take I'm our beer. The, I just opened seriously. this mosaic APA. That shit's crazy I, good. I right? love it. It's really yeah, good. It's 100% single hop APA. Yeah. It's so good. Very drinkable. Yeah. So we uh, yeah, I mean at the end of the day we got rid of the toys. We got rid of the things that like kind of took away the from, kid like, part yeah. to me is, is more of a deterrent than it is an attractive yeah. quality and you know it's a, if i get it if somebody feels like hey our business our beers aren't good enough that we need this to be a family establishment mm-hmm. because we're a neighborhood you're, you're a neighborhood bar that makes their own product yeah. at that point yeah. and fine if you want to do that but for me it's like no if i'm at a bar or i'm at a brewery I want to be able to just enjoy myself without having yeah. to worry about this being a daycare yeah. kind of yeah. thing. And that's we kind of were becoming a bit of a daycare. The number of times I've had to ask kids to stop climbing on the tables, to get down off the tables, right. to, you know, not. And their parents are and the parents are kind of like I've never, I have never been to a brewery that I, ex- that I personally thought was world class that was, like, all about having kids there. Yeah. yeah. I well, just why? Don't. It's kind of funny. You can, like, but you still have to. It's the same rules as, like, a do- as a dog. Yeah. They have to be behaved. Yeah. They can't be biting somebody's ankles. Oh, yeah. And we'll let, we, will, we will let dogs in here. I mean, A, I have a dog, but B, like. Yeah, you got a brewery. Two episodes in a row, we've got a brewery dog. Yeah, Joey she is looked- very cute. I was laughing earlier. I was, like, you were being pretty serious, and I was, like, laughing in the background because Joey came over, and I was, like, petting him. Yeah. And he just started, like, licking the metal on the she, table. She, she, she will... She loves to like metal. She's she been doing it since metal. she was a puppy. I don't know why. <laughs> she will. She she loves to like metal. It was somebody I was like, don't do whatever. The, the thing the thing about breweries, which look, I, I love kids. I I I don't have any, but yeah. like I get it, and it's sure. just kind of funny how like kids are acceptable in a brewery, but not in a bar. Right. No, that's like, it. What, but, what, but what is they're it about both breweries? only selling alcohol? Right. Yeah. Totally. What what, what, what is the difference? And and look. It's it's cool. Like I'm not saying this because I don't want kids or parents to feel like they can bring their kids here. Like that's fine. I just don't want it to become a playground. But right. it is an interesting thing to think about. Is like what is it about a brewery that sells alcohol and a bar like that sells alcohol? Like they they are maybe it's maybe similar. it's like harder. Like I never see kids at distilleries where there's like plenty of distilleries, but I never that's see kids at those. Maybe it's a hard alcohol thing. But I also, like, I have seen kids at wineries yeah. in mm-hmm. other states, not here. Because most of the wineries cater to just people coming in and getting sloshed anyway. Like, they don't, it's <laughs> not a bar, right? Yeah. But, like, what, but why is it okay to bring kids to a brewery? And because it's your neighborhood bar. But, but how is it any different than the bar across the street over like the actual I think because breweries tolerate it because they because it's a newer establishment sometimes and they just want people a little more progressive and yeah they just want to be accepting as opposed to just saying like no this is a place for people to have alcoholic beverages and not have to deal with bullshit because it'd be the same as if you had a sloppy asshole at the end of the bar that's just getting trashed Right? Yeah. And just being obnoxious to everybody. Right. Like, why? You wouldn't yeah, you tolerate would, that. You wouldn't right? want to bring in your kid there either. Well, like in, in Indiana. No, 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 but I'm just saying, college, like, why like, would you tolerate that? You're not going to tolerate you, you that. Why yeah, would you tolerate that? You, you, you don't want to tolerate the nuisance more than, like, whether it's a kid yeah. or an adult. But, like, right? when I was in, in college, like, you couldn't enter the bar unless you showed an ID. Or if you were with a parent, right? No. 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 Wow. 
different rules, different yeah. states. Different obviously, rules. Yeah. 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 it's I just interesting. To think, I know. think it almost goes to the extent that it, you know, beer and breweries are almost an extent of your local community, mm-hmm. and people feel a part of that, so they feel so welcomed into that because it is kind of an extension of the community that you know they feel that the barrier has been broken to bring their kid, and you know, as Dan said, we we don't hit kids by any means, but when your kid gets up on a, a chair and is trying to throw a ball into a ball maze and is almost falling off and the parents are drinking two tables away and you have to go say, hey, you can't do that. Yeah. And then the parent yells at you for talking to their kid. Oh, you just like, that's, where, that's where it becomes the problem of like, yeah. hey, like you can have your kid here, but like, yeah. But same I don't, I'm not your babysitter. I'm here to sell you some beer. Yeah. And, you know, same rule applies to everything with life, right? Like exactly. somebody has to ruin it for everyone. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah we understand that your kids are well behaved. It was like when I grew up skateboarding yeah. and Everybody was cool with skating a spot, and then one motherfucker threatened to sue because they got hurt at the skate spot, and then they just ruined yeah. the whole thing but, for everybody. Or take right? that one kid at the skate, pop, uh, skate spot to be an asshole to an adult or something like that, and then all of a sudden they're calling the cops because you know, that happened to me as well. You know, you have that one kid that's like, I'm gonna talk back to this guy instead of being polite, and then all the fun's right. over. So it's yeah. You know, it's, it's boundaries. It's all it takes, one person like, to ruin it. I'd say, you know, at least from my time when I was bartending here, the overwhelming amount of, you know, kids we had were good, and then you'd have those, like, three bad apples that you're just, like... But that's also, like, you know, with the with those kids, though, it's also the parents not taking yeah. responsibility of their children. It's just like a bad dog, you know? I love this conversation because we're, what, 39 episodes in, and I've been trying to actually have this conversation the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I always bring up kids in breweries, and most brewers don't want to talk about it. They're just like, we want the business... Um, and of course you want the business. Why wouldn't you want the business? But again, yeah. it goes back to, I think, the people that it's they need the business, not that they want the business. Yeah, well, we also, like, the number of people that have come in now that have said, like, I'd never wanted to come in before because you were so, yeah. like, kid and family-oriented. Yep. These people are like, we love you. And they've become regulars. Yeah. We see them all the time. That customer base shifts. Mm-hmm. And, and you yep. know what? I'll tell you this. That guy or gal drinks a hell of a lot more than the kids do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. So. Both physically and imaginatively. Yeah. Right, so we we've got uh, we've yeah, got an untapped untapped review for wheat. For which, wheat. For wheat. It's all it's labeled as. It's Finkel and Garf Brewing Wheat Beer, American Pale Wheat. So it's peach, peach or cherry. It's That's probably well. Hold on, let's see. Well, we didn't make it American. Pale. Two point seven five. Two. Okay. On untapped. Looks like Kool Aid. Tastes only slightly better. Cherry wheat. <laughs> Which, I don't know. I do love Kool-Aid. Don't necessarily know if I want it for a beer. Is that what you guys were going for? That cherry weed, how, how long ago was this? Ooh, let's see if there's no, oh, it's 2016. Okay, so that was, probably like the, that was probably the first batch of cherry weed we did. Yeah. And I would agree that when we first brewed that, we didn't have enough cherry. Uh, but now we have tweaked it so that when we do make it, we actually add a, a combination of, uh, what do we do, sweet and tart? Sweet, tart, cherry, and then a pretty hefty dose of black currant. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little got, more complex than what it was. It's a little more wine-like now. Yeah. It, it almost has, like, uh, the black currant gives, like, that buttery. But in as, as an, exa- interesting. an example of when something just came into fruition and you're like, yeah, we need to tweak yeah. this a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe hold some judgment. It's funny, though, that you say Kool-Aid because uh, I jokingly made a purple Kool-Aid seltzer <laughs> in, yeah. in October and everyone <laughs> hated it here. No. Everyone's like, why would you make that? That is that's it, it diabetes. T- it tasted then, like purple. And then, like, two days later, we had a guy who had recently judged GABF this year being like, 
that's incredible. If you make this more often, I'll be here all the time. Wow. And, and wow. I got told that, and I kind of sat there smirking at everyone, yeah. like, success. See? Yeah, See? Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. The, the one who needed to eat his words was me, because I was like, this is terrible. I'm going to take this off tap. I can't believe we made this. And, Sometimes uh, you got to make hey, what the people want. You just got to do it well. But people loved it. I like, do like I am a sucker for grape though. It, it I'm a sucker yeah, for grape soda, everything. With yeah. Grape is like grape. Grape's like a controversial flavor. Oh yeah. For Highly things. controversial. Yeah. I don't I like mean, grape. It's I, my, I just don't like grape flavor. It's my go-to Gatorade flavor. Yeah. Oh, I love right. grape Gatorade. Wow. I'm a fan of green grapes specifically. I like green grapes, but I like red wine. There you go. Okay. I don't like white wine. Wow, a complex man. I, yeah. Very <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Kids and breweries let's, don't even get me started. Let's unpack Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you got another Google or Yelp? Uh, I've got two more I want to get to. Uh, this one is uh, um, from 2015, so it's pretty old. Very Justin old. L said, "I am giving this dump one star because." <laughs> <laughs> This app will not allow less than this that. Dump. As a former bartender, I was appalled by the rude behavior of the staff at this so-called quote-unquote tap room. If you are in Gun Barrel, avoid this soon-to-be-closed warehouse like the plague. Their beer is quote-unquote so-so overpriced and the staff is extremely rude. <laughs> Uh, and that was five over five years ago. And, and you you're still here, so that's yeah. good. I guess this warehouse of a dump is still here. But what really impressed me about... Like, I thought that was the motif you were going for. Yeah, this place really has got, got, got a strong warehouse dump. It's interesting to me, too, when people like leave a, a negative Yelp review and yeah. leave zero examples of anything at all. It's right. like... I just didn't like the place. That's all you needed to well, say. Like, like, what? what, what you didn't, yeah, he didn't give us any examples as to like what he didn't like so that we could actually take this as constructive criticism mm -hmm. and improve. Yeah, he was just upset right. and didn't say anything to anybody. Definitely right. an introvert, like, but an extrovert to his small group And you know, you know, I'll say this. Oftentimes we, we see these reviews, like they'll pop up and I'll say something to my bartenders like, saw this really bad review. Like, do you know what could have happened? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, yeah, I know exactly what happened. That person came in, you know. Caused some scene. Caused some scene, and we had to tell them, hey, give us a second. Or, you know, they, like, were slammed their fit. Like, some, there's usually something that happened that makes whatever happened Yes, like, memorable to the bartenders to that they know exactly what Yeah, usually was. stuff like that is they know exactly what happened, yeah. right? Some yep. guy was just, or some guy or girl was just being. And they never mention what loser. they did in the Yelp review. They're always no. like, it was always their fault. And yeah, they, uh, I was yelling at them from across the bar, and they didn't serve me. Yeah. One star. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. This one. I was snapping at the server, and <laughs> they just ignored me. What the hell is that? <laughs> I took a dump on the floor and no one cleaned it up. <laughs> Is that the Yelp review? No. No. no I'll just say. That could be. Yeah, yeah. from Untapped, KCD, Pale Ale, uh, which we just had, and well, this is this one might be. It's yeah, probably I a know, different I, iteration. I think I right? know this one. Wait, this is a little too skunky untapped? for my taste. Oh, okay. It says so two stars, a little too skunky for my taste. Oh Jesus. Which is interesting because what level of skunk is their taste? Right. Is my question. What? So it was just like specifically. 
Were you at, oh, this is 2015, right? Yeah. So pale ale, interesting. Yeah. I so mean, it's just so funny to me when somebody says an off flavor, it's like, it's a little too acetaldehyde. But like, if they say it's a little too skunky, like beer skunks, and at the end of the day, like... That to me screams that they don't know what that means. Right. Like, they don't know, because this clearly came from a can or a so, keg, so, honestly, so it doesn't skunk. Like, this is not the beer that she's referring to. Sure, I would imagine. In 2015, we didn't, we, in 2015, we had a pale ale. Uh, it was just a straight-up pale ale. It was my favorite beer. It was our Brewer of the Times favorite beer. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, Connor's over there like, what I the never drank that beer. <laughs> I, I actually never <laughs> had it. I, it was gone before the time I even okay. started here. So we so. were looking at it and we were like, look, it says pale ale on it. If it said India pale ale, Be it would probably yeah. sell a lot faster. Sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it says pale ale and it's just not selling. So let's take it out of rotation, even though it's all of our favorite beers. But to me, that's it. Okay, so somebody's saying like, there's no way for that beer to even fucking be skunked. Like, that's not even really possible. I mean, were you guys doing bottles at that point? No. Yeah, so where's the light exposure? It's... So it's just, that's, I mean, that's where skunk, it's that, that specific flavor comes from is light. Yeah. Like, diacetyl I, comes from one thing, acetaldehyde yeah. comes from another yeah. thing, uh, like, acetic acid comes from another thing, your traditional off flavors. I mean, that's a classic example of, like, using a word... You just heard this word. Right. And <laughs> but you don't know. And maybe... Maybe they poured it in a glass and they're sitting outside. Yeah, you left and it in the window for an hour? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Left it in the car for a couple of days. Yeah. It got too warm. Yeah. You never I left it in the cup holder for a couple of days and it skunked on me. We've actually had some reviews. I doubt you guys would find uh, Maybe you did. Bring them up if you want. Oh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't even know where I'd find them. But uh, reviews of beers uh, on Yelp in the tap room that we, 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 don't, we don't make. Yeah. Like We've had somebody reviewing? review the food at an establishment that doesn't serve food. Oh, yeah. yeah. People confuse places all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One star didn't like the cheeseburger. It's like, we, we don't have a kitchen. We don't have a kitchen. ate all the goldfish. <laughs> Two stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I would respect them for that. Dan's yeah. review of Connor. Yeah. 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 But, but those goldfish uh, were good. Jimmy, what do you want to do? I got one more. Uh... uh Dan, this one does not call you out by name, but it calls you out. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know this Paul L. Oh, Paul L. I don't Paul know this L. One. From 2019 says the beer is pretty good. The owner interrupts conversation almost every time I go there, so much so that I avoid the place when possible. Which I've noticed. The bartenders are really <laughs> friendly, though. It's a shame. Two stars. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I know who Paul L. is. Yeah, you but also don't seem like the guy that interrupts people very often. In this kind of thing? You know what, now's the time to maybe, tell you. I've been wanting to this whole I Shut up, Dan! <laughs> this is our podcast! I, uh, I, I, I thought I was the host. <laughs> um, the funny thing about it is, the only time I really... Usually, A, when we're open, I'm in the office working. Uh, and if I'm not... I don't really go out and talk to anybody unless they look like they want to be talked to. Sure. Right? And you believe me, the people, you know the people that come here and they want to talk about the beer and like have a conversation, right? But it's just, that's really funny. I mean, 
Nothing. I it remember, is very funny. I remember seeing <laughs> yeah, it's like, so that like that's the reason. That's, being like, they didn't even say it was bad conversation. Right. It was just like he just wants to talk. Yeah. This guy just, <laughs> which I mean, is a sign of me of somebody that really likes yeah. to talk yeah. and doesn't feel like they're getting enough attention. The guy's just trying to get you to join the KKK, and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> and he's like, quit interrupting. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the good part. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. He wanted to talk, and I just kept interrupting him. And I, all I was saying was, excuse me, I need to help the other person. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's really funny. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I've, pretty I've wild. seen that one. There's been... There's so uh, many. There's so many. But, the, but going, kind of going back to what you guys were talking about, and the reason we bring it up is because the beers are really awesome. It's such a cool tap room, and you guys have a local following and clientele. So we always just like to bring that stuff up just to kind of make... Like, to highlight oh, how it's definitely, it is. And we joke about it here, too. I mean, I see... So I see them. Believe me, I see them. Uh, and I read them. Take your own advice. Yeah, Did you tell Connor talking. don't read the Yelp reviews? Yeah. I, well, I I like to just <laughs> be aware. Stan yeah. interrupting yeah. himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> they they, they can be important, you know? Like, sometimes you see, like, say, like, the same beer just keeps getting bashed and you're looking at it, someone posts a picture, like, doesn't look right you know you can address the same packaging issue head on that way and we've had that you know anytime we've had an issue we we address it head on but otherwise we take it for you know what it's worth uh pause pause it Uh uh-oh 